Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Luke chapter 14. We also want to remember Jace in our prayers. He's here, but he hasn't been feeling good, and we know God's going to touch him, continue to heal him. Amen. Luke chapter number 14, verse 26. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Lord, we thank you for this word. Bless it. And touch everybody and help us, Lord, to get a hold of what this is trying to tell us today. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. 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 You may be seated. Thank you. Now, it goes without saying that this verse is pretty like smack you upside the face kind of verse. This verse uses the word hate with all the people that are the closest and dearest to you, including yours truly, yourself. Amen. This verse is, if someone was just opening the Bible for the first time and just happened to just open to Luke 14, 26 and read that as their first verse in the Bible, they'd go, whoa, what is this about? Amen. It definitely wouldn't be the verse you want on the home page or your website right up the top. The name of the church, if any man come to me and hate not his father, you'd have lots of people coming probably. <laughs> Amen. But thank God the Bible tells us do not take just one verse and go with it and nothing else with it. The Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every fact and let every doctrine, let every teaching be established. Amen. But I want to use this verse, though somewhat controversial on its face, amen, to prove and and to show a greater principle in the Word of God. Although the Bible does instruct us to hate certain things or actions, Proverbs 8.13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So we've got to hate evil. Amen. But we've got to separate it and not hate the evildoer. Amos 5.15 said, hate the evil and love the good. Now since the devil is the personification of evil and arguably the founder of evil and the initiator of darkness, amen, we can hate him and everything about him with a righteous and holy indignation from the Lord. Romans chapter 7 verse 15 said, I do not understand my own actions, Paul said, for I do not do what I want but I do the very thing I hate. Amen. So there's things that we can hate, the Bible says, but the Bible also at the same time instructs us not to hate any person, including ourselves, which kind of goes against what that first verse says. Seemingly, Leviticus 19.17, Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. The second greatest commandment of all is to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus even instructs us to love our enemies and pray for them. John tells us in 1 John to love our enemies and, and, uh, and I mean, to, to, if, that if we hate our brother, 
Amen. We are in darkness and not in light. He said if we hate our brother, we are considered a, a murderer in, in a spiritual sense. He even said it went so far to say, if we say we love God and hate our brother, we are a liar. We cannot truly love God while we harbor hate in our heart for our brother. That's our brother in the Lord, our physical brother, I think any human being. Amen. We can't say, I love you, God, with all my heart and hate people. But this verse tells me to hate my father and my mother and my sister and my brother and everybody. And even while you're at it, hate yourself or I can't be his disciple. Amen. On the surface, these statements seem to contradict what our text verse is telling us to do. But Jesus, he also said some statements that seem to go along with our text verse. He said in John 12, 25, He that loveth his life shall lose it, but he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. Matthew 6, 24, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. So there again, hating situation. What's going on here? How can we reconcile the two different teachings in these two different sets of verses, passages? Amen. They seem to be at odds with each other. And the answer is simply in the definition of the word, of the meaning of the word hate in the Greek in our text verse and other verses. Amen. The, the word is miseo. It literally means to love less. And when I understand what the meaning of the word hate is, I start understanding what Jesus is trying to tell us. Amen. What the true meaning of Luke 14, 26 is. Amen. The, the, the apparent dilemma or contradiction begins to fade away as I see clearly what he's trying to tell us. Matthew 10, 37 is the same thing as really Luke 14, 26. But in using the loveless type of definition, he said in 10, 37, He that loveth his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. You see, that's the same as Luke 14, 26. It's a different way of saying it. But that's the meaning of the word hate, to love less. We cannot love God less than anybody else. Amen. We've got to love Him more than anybody else. So God, so in 37, chapter 10, 37, he uses the phrase, loveth more than me, instead of hate, in Luke 14, 26. But it's talking about the priority of our love in our hearts toward whoever and whatever. He's giving us a very important principle and a key to successfully living for God, which is we must love God more than anybody, more than anything else, in our lives, at all times, and that is the key to living for God successfully. Praise God. That's the key to living an overcoming life, to have God number one in our lives, number one in our love, number one in our, in our desire, number one in everything he must be our first love 
Our first love. He didn't tell us that, that I'm the only one that you can love. He didn't tell us that. We have people telling us that. Amen. There's, I've seen people, amen, that get in relationships and either the spouse, or, um, excuse me, the, the guy, the girl in the relationship, they'll say, you know what? You're going to love me and only me and you can't have any kind of friendships on the side. Amen. That's a problem. Amen. There are cults out there that say, hey, if you join us, you got to disown your family. you got to come join this commune. You can't rub shoulders with anybody anymore because you can only love us. And that's it. You can't have any other things in your life. Amen. Jesus never said that. He just said, put me number one. Put me first. Praise God. And then you can have other situations. But don't let anybody or anything be above God in your life. That's what he meant in Luke 14, 26. Amen. Now, we cannot wrongly think that putting God first will somehow jeopardize the relationships we have with other people, especially the ones we love the most. On the contrary, amen, it will only strengthen them. You put God first, you will have a better marriage. You put God first, you will have a better relationship with your kids. You put God first, you will be a better best friend. You will be a better neighbor. You will be a better person in general. Amen. That's a fallacy to say, well, if I give it all to God, I don't have nothing left. Oh, no. God only makes things better in your life. But you got to put him first. You got to put him first. Amen. Putting God first in our lives won't compete with our human relationships. It will protect them. It will protect them. Amen. I double dog dare you with a cherry on top. Which is, that's the supreme. When I put the cherry on top, there's no greater dare than that. I'm daring you to put God first. Amen. And see, the, and, and, and see, let, the, the, let the, the lie of the devil that all my other relationships are going to crumble. They're going to fall apart. It's going to be, oh, no, no, just see how awesome it is. Amen. Praise God. The rising tide lifts all boats. Hallelujah. And when you lift God up as the top, amen, all of your relationships come up with it. Amen. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all. Everybody say all. All thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. It's the greatest commandment of all. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And sadly, some people can make their family a God. Some people can make their job a God. Some people can make money and things a God. Amen. And God saying, Thou shalt have no gods before me, and no people before me, and no graven images before me. I'm the only God. There's only one. I'm almighty. I am the greatest of all. And I want to be the top in your life. I want to be your first love. We will never have a successful and victorious and overcoming life for Jesus until we put him first in our hearts above everything else in our lives. The secret to a happy life is giving God the first part of your day, the first priority in every decision, and the first place in your heart. Amen. 
And I speak from my own experience when I say, Amen. And also observing the experiences of others and others that I have talked to and counseled with over the years. Amen. When God has not been first in my life, stuff starts falling apart. I become a frustrated Christian. I become a like, what's going on, Christian? How come this isn't happening, God? And all the while, I need to realize, hey, it's not God. It's me. Amen. I let him fall a couple pegs down from the top of the heap. And then that starts affecting my life. Because he knows, and really we should know if we level with ourselves, if we're honest with ourselves. Amen. The Bible said, Thou desirest truth in the inward parts. we got to be honest with ourselves. Amen. Shakespeare said, To thine own self be true. Amen. So I know our hearts deceive us. And I know some people tell us that we're something that we're not. And we don't need to believe anybody when they're telling us a lie. We know who we are. Amen. And we need to know if God is not top in our life. And we got to fix that problem because it will become a problem. Because you, we will be frustrated Christians and we will not really be satisfied and we will really not be making the grade because, folks, He designed it this way. He designed it to be number one in our lives. Praise God. It's definitely a goal that we should shoot for every day. Every day. Revelation 2.4, He told the church of Ephesus, he told him a lot of good things. You haven't denied my name and you've held fast in the faith. But he said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Amen. When I have not loved him more than other things, it doesn't go good for me. Amen. I can't let things... You know, things come and go, don't they? You got a nice thing and someone steals it. Bye-bye. You got a nice thing and it catches on fire. Oh, well. You got a nice thing and the moths eat a hole in it. Or you got a nice thing and it just gets rusty or something. It just falls apart. The day after the warranty's up, falls apart. Amen. Designed that way. Praise God. But God is always there for us. Things come and go. Sometimes people come and go and relationships come and go. But Jesus stays constant. We need to keep Him first. Amen. I can get more things, but I can't get Him back all the time. Amen. If I turn my back on Him. Praise God. 2 Timothy 3, 4. One of the signs of the end times, Paul said, they, people would be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Lovers of things more than lovers of God. Amen. To feel good and good stuff. Amen. More than lovers of God. I want to be a lover of God. Matthew 6.33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Seek Him first. Be about our Father's business. Proverbs 3.9 Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Amen. Praise God. People wonder, you know, I don't know why I'm a Christian. I'm walking with God and all this stuff. Why my, my finances aren't blessed. Are you putting God first in your finances? No. There's your answer. Next question. It can't be as easy as that. It's as easy as that. There's no secret about that. Amen. Put God first. 
Honor the Lord with all thy substance and with the first fruits of all thy increase. Amen. You keep reading. Then your barns will be full and then this will be overflowing and that will happen. And Malachi said in the windows of heaven are open and he'll pour you out a blessing that you will not be able to contain. We've got to put him first. But you put God after vacation and you put God after this or that or oh God, whatever's left in my little piggy bank, oh, that's what I'll give you. Amen. And that's what you're going to get. Little piggy bank. Ding, 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 ding. Worth the stuff. Amen. When we put God first, all other things fall into their proper place. Amen. It's true. When he's not my chief joy, my walk with him has greatly suffered. I'm talking about me personally. When he's not my first in my life, I'm not satisfied and content. I'm not truly happy. Sometimes we wonder why more of our prayers are not answered. Maybe he's not first love. Praise God. Oh, that can't be a connection with my prayers. Oh, yeah, it is. You know, when you, when you have a, the person in your life... Amen, that you're committed to, and they're supposed to be your first love and your only love, and then they know that you've got someone else, somebody else on the side, they're not going to do as much for you. They're, 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 you know, you're going to get like a frying pan upside the head or something. Amen, that's what you're going to get. You're not going to get a blessing. Amen. And God said, Thou shalt have no other God before me. Worship the Lord thy God, and Him only shalt thou serve. Praise God. God loves us. Amen. And we got to love Him back. I know He loved us first, but we got to love Him back and put Him the number one. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sometimes we wonder why we're frustrated. We're never able to truly overcome things in our lives. Can we ask ourselves, is he number one? Could it be that we need to fix that situation? Amen. Is he not consistently loving God more than others? Then we could have some of these issues. Someone once told me a long time ago, and I've never forgot it. If you live for God hard, it will be easy. But if you live for God easy... It will be hard. If you half-heartedly, amen, that's why he said, I would that you'd be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, it's not going to work. Amen. He said, if you go with all your heart, you seek me. Amen. He said, those that diligently seek me will get the benefit. Hallelujah. Those that seek me with all our hearts, those are the ones that are going to find me. God, I can't find you. Put him first. Amen. And you'll find him. Hallelujah. He is one. He's a findable God. He's not hiding from you on purpose. He's not making you wait and squirm. He's not playing a game with you. Amen. He loves you. Put him first. And that's the way it works, folks. That's the way God designed it. He has to be our first love. He has to be first in our life. He has to be our first priority. Amen. Our first priority. Praise God. Then and only then will we truly understand what it is to walk with Him and be His child and enjoy all that He has for us. He has so much for us. But sometimes our affections are divided. Sometimes our priorities are upside down. 
and it short circuits the ability of God to do what He wants to do. But when we get everything in the right order in our lives, God's flow of His blessings and His revelations and His direction comes much more beautifully in our lives. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So I hope you'll never look at Luke 14, 26 the same again. When, when the Bible says to hate the people that you love the most, including yourself. Amen. Praise God. He's just talking about loving less. I'm still going to love my wife and my kids with all my heart. But i got to love God with more. And then when I love God with more, you see the second commandment, the second greatest commandment, the first and the second, the Bible said in Matthew 22, on these two commandments hang all of the law and the prophets. He basically said, you want to sum up the Old Testament? Love God with everything and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the Old Testament. That's what he's saying in a nutshell. But if we don't do number one correctly, number two will not work right. But it's with the love I give to God first and all that he helps me love my neighbor and my wife and my kids and my, my, my parents and my cousins and my relatives and my, and my neighbors and enemies and everybody. It all flows from the love I give to God and allowing his love to flow through me. First love. Would you stand with me? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.